Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of Watch Dogs Radio. I'm Keith Shoemaker. I'm going to be your host for about the next 30 minutes. We have some great stuff to talk about. We're going to hear from people from all over the country. And if you are listening to us live, you can give us a call at 215-383-3728, and you can join our conversation here. Well, speaking of conversation, let's open up the conversation with my good friend, my buddy, my pal out there at the Mothership in Springdale, Arkansas, Chris Dannenauer. How you doing, Chris? Keith, I'm good. You know, my, uh, my Broncos won last night, so, you know, it's a great day to start off uh, the week. The Razorbacks won, so, and plus, you know, schools are calling us about uh, how to how to start a watchdogs program and other schools calling to tell us about they kicked off their program, so it's a beautiful day here in Arkansas. The weather's nice, and uh, it's it's going to be a good week here. Well, you know, last week I talked about how great the weather was, and uh, I looked out the window; it was nice and sunny. And then before the end of the show, it was a thunderstorm, and the power went out. <laughs> just oh yeah, sounds like you guys have the same. The same type exactly. of weather, you know. If you hang hang around long enough, you know the weather will change. Exactly. Well, uh, well, we've got a guest coming on here in a few minutes. I think he's hoping his weather will change. We'll talk about that uh, here in just a little bit. Hey, uh, we got any uh, any great stories coming up? You know, I've had a chance to uh, to be around to a few schools, see what's going on. We're we're seeing some great stuff come up on Facebook. Uh, a lot of new people coming on uh, coming on that Facebook group. They're learning about us as they come to school. They're back to school time and uh, finding out what this watchdogs thing is. They get in there, they Google, and they realize that, you know, there's about 340,000 of us across the country that are uh, that are doing this thing. So uh, you got any uh, – we, have we had any good stories come in this week? You know, you know, you know Keith, uh, we have had uh, – you know, I want to encourage our, our listeners to, uh, to uh, you know, call in in a few weeks or listen in a few uh, – you know, especially next week we have Sean McCombs, the National oh, yeah. uh, School Teacher of the Year, and then – Coming up, I want to say uh, on the, uh, let me see, sometime around the uh, 29th, or is it 29th or maybe later on in October, in October we're going to have a principal on from Connecticut. And, yes. you know, I don't want to spoil his story, and so I want him to tell his story to our audience. So, uh, you know, I don't want to share that right now. Well, we'll, 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 we'll uh, hold our breath and, and wait for that. And, uh, hey, while we're holding our breath, uh, let's uh, let's get the boss on here let's find out what's going on uh, or what was going on this week down in Texas. eric snow executive director of watchdogs how you doing my friend hey what's going on guys gosh this is uh the month for texas i think on thursday night i was in um, san antonio texas at Northside independent school district and was actually hosted by hobby middle school and uh, michelle and steven montemayor uh, picked me up at the airport took me over to hobby middle school i met a lot of the watchdogs and educators their principal what a wonderful school and was just so happy to get to visit 
just one of the you know 4,049 watchdog schools, and, and these folks are doing it in a great way, and, and it's just working gangbusters. And that night I got to go to the uh, Northside ISD Council of PTAs. We had about 300 people there. I think there were 103 PTA schools represented, and they were gracious enough to give me about half an hour to talk about the watchdog program and the great partnership between watchdogs and Texas PTA schools. So we were glad for that. Wednesday of this week, I am heading to Dallas, Texas, and I'm going to be with uh, Mark Fine, who is uh, the morning host at NBC5, Dallas affiliate there, and we're going to be at his school, I think at actually at a high school, doing a combined watchdog launch, and they're expecting somewhere between, it's a big spread, but I think they'll probably know, you know, as we get closer, but, you know, at least 400, maybe as many as 800, depending on how many schools RSVP, but... Um, yeah, I'll be back in Dallas uh, this Wednesday, and then uh, George Washington Carver Elementary School in Neosho on Thursday. So uh, busy, you mentioned, week, busy month. Absolutely. You mentioned Michelle uh, Montemayor, who we had on Watchdogs Radio a, a couple That's of weeks right, ago. That's right, her and Stephen both. Yeah, exactly. Talking about you know they were uh, they were featured on uh, Univision or Univision if you're talking about it in Arkansas, but Univision. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they were now. featured, and then of course, uh, you know, we've had Mark on here. I'd like to get Mark on the radio again. Uh, he he was great. Uh, uh, he was actually uh, doing, I believe, the evening uh, news then, and then he's got uh, either promoted or remoted or changed or whatever. And now he's the morning anchor at uh, at NBC DFW in Dallas, which is great. And there's some of the great stuff that uh, you know he's doing for us uh, down there. So. Oh yeah. Well, the beautiful Man, thing about. Stuff. It is, and the beautiful thing about watchdogs is that, you know, as we get into these schools, and we all work with a lot of schools, each of us individually, and then, you know, there's some crossover there. We all have schools that we all know about. But, you know, the one thing that really, I think, drives this program forward is these schools have so much ownership in their own program, and that's exactly the yeah. way it's designed. We're going to give them the, the the infrastructure, how to build this program in a very specific way that's going to keep it exciting, that's going to message to the guys you know, that we want them in there. It's going to provide a very organized, structured avenue for those guys to come in and be a part of the school day. But, you know, you think about San Antonio, Texas, and Dallas, and Fort Worth, and Neosho, and King of, Prussia, uh, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, Branson, Missouri, all those places I'll be to this month, and all of these programs are exceptional programs. And we have those in all 46 states, but it's that ownership that the parents and the educators have of their own program and that pride that makes them want to make it the best that it can be. They're really just makes this program work so well for the kids. Exactly, and you know the point we've made a couple of times is uh, when you bring a watchdogs program in, it is, you know we don't come in and, and dictate anything to you how you run the program. It's your own program. It is it is your program at your school, your own thing. It's you know it's not something that you have to reinvent the wheel. This is this is something that's been successful in urban, rural, wherever you're at. Uh, I mean we're talking. Schools in China are running this program. It's it's how you run it at your school, and that and that's just the you know the great point that we love to to just drive home, and uh, and and we're going to hear from one of those schools here in just a second. Are you uh, Eric? You got anything else for us? No, but I tell you what, guys, I wanted to chime in and say uh, happy Monday. Uh, but I'm going to have to go. I can't stay on for the rest of the call. I'm I'm working on something. I just got a call from our COO that I've got to uh, respond to him. He trumps you guys. Sorry about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we just get him on the show. <laughs> Tell him to call us. There we go. <laughs> We're going to get Jeff on the show one of these days soon. We'll get that on. But I, I need to follow up on something. We're under the time crunch on a couple of things here. Nothing nothing bad. It's all good. But we're just trying to get some stuff done here. They have to do with the website and stuff. And we have a staff meeting at 1 o'clock, so I need to get that done before the staff meeting, before the top of the hour. There, there you you go. guys have a good, uh, good show. And uh, tell the guests uh, we appreciate them, and I wish I could stay on. Y'all take care. All right, take care. Once right. again, at Aaron Snow, Executive Director of calling in from the National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. Well, uh, one of the we we were just talking about uh, the the local ownership of the program, how the program works at your elementary school or your middle school or your high school, exactly how you see fit and how your principal sees fit. So, uh, you know, last week we started out talking to schools. And we're going to work our way around the country in alphabetical order, strangely enough. But we wanted to talk to the people, the true, the heroes of the hallways, the hometown people that are actually making this program work. You know, you hear from me and Chris and Eric all the time, and, and, you know, we toot our own horn and we talk about the Watchdogs program. But really where the rubber hits the road is with people just like Bobby Myers and Sierra Elementary School in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome to Watchdogs Radio, Bobby. How you doing? How you doing, Keith? Thanks for having me. Doing good, doing good. Now, uh, it was funny because I was, you know, working on putting this little project together, uh, you know, bringing the local top dogs in and hearing what it's like, it, what it's going on, like I say, where the rubber meets the road. And Bobby just happened to pop up on Facebook that day. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I approved him to the Facebook group, and then he turned around and started adding people at his school to the Facebook group. It was great because we want everybody to hear our, our, our great message. But I reached out to Bobby right away, and I said, hey, will you be on the radio with me? And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, Bobby, we're glad to have I didn't know it was a radio at the time. I didn't really even know it was a radio show at the time. I thought it was just an interview. Well, and, and we're having a lot of fun with this. You know, hopefully, you know, eventually we can move this into a uh, broadcast uh, program. But, uh, hey, we're, we're worldwide on the Internet, you know. <laughs> I like well, it. Well, Bobby, how about tell us what's going on at Sierra Elementary. What is so special about your Watchdogs program? When somebody comes in and says, hey, what is this thing, what do you tell them? I don't know if it's just where we live or the involvement we have in this community, but it really was not a hard thing to do. It was not a hard program to bring in. I mean, we had supported the PTO, the principal, the vice principal. It just worked out. But I didn't realize how much involvement we had until our first pizza launch last year because we, what was it, last September before we could actually get in. We start uh, school early out in Arizona. We start early August. But mm-hmm. August is kind of a tough month, so we didn't really get things going until September last year. We had our pizza launch party. I think we had 50 to 75 RSVPs, and we had over 200 guys show up. Wow. So it was out of control. I mean, it was it was barely enough room to fit everybody in the room. We had to order a second round of pizzas. It was just crazy, but it was, as my partner said, it was a good problem to have. It really was. We had the calendars all out. We had to bust out the second half of the year just because we filled up the first half. We didn't even need the mid-year donuts for dads because we were filling everything up. (laughs) So it went really well. It went really well. That that is awesome. Now, now, are you getting somebody there every day? Are you, are you filling we up are. your week? Much? We are. We just had our again. We just didn't want to do August just because that's a school. It's just kind of crazy the first few weeks of school. But mm-hmm. September second was the first, and we are filled through December. Almost had January filled, and February and March are filling up right now. Wow. So we were about eighty-five percent filled for the year. 
That that is awesome. Now, when when somebody comes as a watchdog, if I were going to jump on a plane tomorrow and come to Phoenix and be a watchdog at Sierra, what's my day going to look like? Well, that's great. I mean, we again, I don't even take care of that. We leave that up to the school, but with our involvement and our what we would like to structure it as. As you were saying before, the ownership thing's huge. You give mm-hmm. us a program, and we do what we want with it. And we keep it right structured the way you want it, but you can always also tweak it. And we left it up to the vice principal last year, and she did a fantastic job. And that's the other thing. It evolved through the year. I mean, I did the very first day last year. By the end of the year, it was that much better because it was just we were finding things out. We were giving it room for error, and it really did great. But you probably come in. You're going to um, greet the kids. First thing, 730 in the morning, you come right out, and you're going to help out with drop-off. You come right back in, and we do a, uh, a video conference or a video announcement that principal does. Watchdog is the first person that she brings out to say hi to the whole school. So they know exactly who it is. And that's okay. great. The T-shirt and knowing who the dad is, that's what the kids really identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're just going to go to classrooms. You'll do at least two or three classrooms, 45 minutes each time in the morning, go to lunch and two or three more classrooms in the afternoon, and always having your kids as one of those classrooms for the day. Right, right. Well, it sounds like you have uh, you are the model watchdog school for Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fantastic! It really has. Exactly, um, exactly what we expect to hear, um, and the the kind of response that you're having, what the guys are doing, the reaction from the teachers and the administrators, it just it just seems to fit. So, hey, hey Bobby, could you could you share with Keith and I just a, a short story, like under a minute, like? Uh, because of watchdogs and the program that, that the principal allowed to be at their school, any stories about maybe some kids that are uh, their discipline referrals are down, or maybe uh, maybe you know uh, you know the kids are, are doing better in math or science because of the extra attention? Do you have anything you can share with us real quickly? I mean, I don't have anything specific from the kids. I have feedback from the dads. A lot of them. I, mean, I have my specific stories. I came in and I I really I worked with two two kids that just moved here from uh, Central Mexico, and we couldn't speak. I couldn't speak their language. They couldn't speak mine. But throughout the half hour, we were actually starting to converse, and we were doing really well, and it was, it was one of the most rewarding times I ever had. Um, just sitting, there were twin, kid, twin brother and sister that moved up from Mexico, and it was a fantastic half hour. And that was my very first day, the very first watchdogs last year. And I'll always remember that. But most of the guys I get, I get feedback from the dads, and every dad has their own personal experience. But... I mean, even just looking down some of the emails, some of the quotes are, just walking around in the T-shirt, I felt like a rock star. I got high fives, hugs, waves from kids. I had no idea who they were, but they knew, all knew who I was. Wow. And it was quite an eye-opening experience. You know, all the teachers would face with every day, how, how much they have to deal with. And it really gives them, gives us a better understanding of what they go through. Wow. Well, I... The end of our uh, segment here, Bobby Myers, Sierra Elementary in Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you, Bobby. We're going to take our mid-show break now. Hey, Dad, have you ever wanted to know what my day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for a day at my school. Dog stands for Dad's a great student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. 
Terry Casey, CEO of the National Center for Fathering, author of Championship Fathering and Father of Four, shares some encouraging news for dads of teens and dads of future teens on Today's Father. After studying families over seven years, researchers discovered that, quote, the more time teens spend alone with their fathers, the higher their self-esteem. The more time with their dads in a group setting, the better their social skills. Let me restate that. Teens spending more time alone with their dads had higher self-esteem. And when they were together in group settings, the teens had better social skills. Now, the average teenager would never admit that he actually benefits from hanging out with his dad or even if he enjoys it. Also, we know that a father's satisfaction level dips to its lowest when his children are teens. So you might not get much positive feedback for being a good dad. It might seem like you aren't making a difference by loving, coaching, and being a model for your children. But you are. Never forget that you are still a powerful figure in your teenager's life. Your presence and your influence benefits your child today and in the future. If you have a teen right now, this should give you more confidence as a dad because I know it can be hard. And if your children haven't reached those years yet, it can be a reminder to start good habits with them now so you can have strong connections as they move into the often chaotic time. Based on the study, there are two clear action points. First, be intentional about one-on-one time with your kids. Schedule regular time alone with your child. Treat him to frozen yogurt, practice volleyball with her, or just go for a walk. Mix in a daddy-daughter date or an overnight trip every now and then. Carve out blocks of time regularly and then make sure you're focused on your child and nothing else. Second, don't forget that you're always modeling. Even in a group setting with your kids, you're still influencing them. Your character rubs off on them. So keep including your kids in group events. Once again, it won't be easy. Your teen will likely complain when you drag him to the cookout with your coworkers or the party for his sister's soccer team. But once you all get there, you'll probably notice him interacting with someone or enjoying the food or some activity. He'll also learn how to carry himself by watching and listening to you. It's worth repeating. One of the most valuable things you can give your kids is your time. This is Carrie Casey for today's Father. To get our free ebook for dads, The Five Things Every Kid Must Get From Dad, just visit fathers.com. Again, that's fathers.com. Or you can call 800 593 DADS. Thanks for listening, Dad, and keep up the good work. Hi, Dad. I hope you've had a great summer and took some time to connect with your kids. Soon, it'll be back to school time. Just because your children are back in school does not mean that you can't be engaged with your children. Over 4,000 schools nationwide have adopted the Dads of Great Students program, otherwise known as Watchdogs. Ask your school if Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com watchdogs to learn more. Absolutely, you can always go to fathers.com watchdogs to learn more about the Watchdogs program, or you can give us a call anytime at 888 888- Five four zero three six four seven. That's eight 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 five four zero D O G S. And you can call us now if you want to talk to us. Uh, 
find out a little bit about, more about what's going on and be on our radio program. Our guest call in line is 215-383-3728. We are broadcasting live on Monday. This is our rollback week. Uh, we are on September the 8th. So uh, welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. We are back. Now our uh, special guest today is, comes to us from the Center for Urban Fathering in Baltimore, Maryland. And I would like to welcome Miss Jackie Rhodes to the show. Jackie, how are you doing today? Hi, Keith. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Well, uh, we are so happy that you took the time to spend with us. We're uh, kind of taking our weekly little adventure through uh, positive fathering and fatherhood here. And uh, you and I actually met back in uh, Memphis at a uh, conference there, a, a National Fatherhood Conference, and we got a chance to talk very briefly. But I became interested in the Practitioners Leadership in- Institute. So could you tell us a little bit about the uh, Center for Urban Families and the, uh, and the PLI? Sure. So the Center for Urban Families is a local nonprofit, and we're located in Baltimore, Maryland, and we focus on strengthening urban communities by helping fathers and families achieve stability and economic success. So we do that through um, several programs, but we're really focused on workforce development, responsible fatherhood, and couples um, and family strengthening. So um, Based on all of our success that we've had in Baltimore, we developed the Practitioners Leadership Institute, which we usually just refer to as PLI, um, and that is our national initiative. So we focus on a national level. Um, in, not, in Baltimore, we serve fathers and families, but um, on a national scale, we actually serve the practitioners who are actually working with those fathers and families on a daily basis. And so through PLI, our main goal is really just to help those practitioners build their capacity and their leadership so that they can sustain their work and improve their work across the country. And we do that through different trainings and resources. Now, as far as these trainings and resources, do you have a particular conference or is this an ongoing training where people can come to Baltimore and get the training or how does that work? Sure. So we, we actually have several different programs. One is our summit, which is a conference, and that's held annually in Baltimore. Um, it'll be in March of 2015, and that will be our third conference. Um, we also have different, we provide trainings, site visits, and sorts of things here at CFUF, or we can come to you and provide customized training. And then the last program that I really wanted to focus on today is our academy. And that is a fellowship program for um, a select group of 10 um, practitioners from around the country who've worked together throughout the year for eight months um, intensively to really grow their leadership and capacity. Wow. So this is this is at their wherever their location is. Is it something they do online or do they have to come yes. to Baltimore regularly? So it's done in different ways. Um, basically, we we welcome anyone who's working in the fields of fatherhood, workforce boys and men of color or family strengthening to apply to the academy. And I did want to mention that the academy um, application is currently open right now, and you can apply on our website at cfuf.org. But it will close September 30th. Out of everyone that applies, we select 10, and they begin their work with us in March at our summit, so they all come to our national conference. And then um, throughout the eight months, they have webinars in between um, other face-to-face meetings. So they meet once in March, once in the summer, and once at the end of their cohort period in October. And all of this is fully subsidized by um, our funders. So participating in that fellowship program is completely free, um, and we really just um, we really want to help 
um, those who are growing leaders in the field really just improve um, themselves personally as leaders mm -hmm. so that they can really improve the capacity and the work that they're doing on the ground. Well, that is awesome. Now, as far as this, uh, is the CFUF tied to a, um, any university, or, or is there a college credit level with that, or how does, is there anything like that? There actually is not. Um, that is a good question, though. We are thinking of potentially adding that in at some point and partnering with a college here to see if we could do that. But at this point, um, there is not. Okay. So if I, just to kind of uh, recap, if I wanted to, if I'm in, say, some really, really remote, strange place like Ackworth, Georgia, and mm -hmm. I wanted to apply <laughs> to the PLI, uh, let's just recap. What would I want to do? Sure. You would want to go to our website, and again, it's www.cfuf, and that stands for Center for Urban Families, .org. And there's a button at the top that says Practitioners Leadership Institute. If you click there, you'll learn a lot more about all of our programs, and you'll see um, a page about the Academy. That's where you can find out all about the application process. And we actually just um, had a webinar last week with more information, and we will be posting the recording from that mm -hmm. webinar, so you can watch um, that and learn a lot more here directly from the fellows that are currently involved in the program. Um, okay. If you apply, you'd apply by September 30th, and then from there we um, will be reviewing applications and selecting a group for a second round, um, which would be like a Skype type of interview, and then we'll be selecting our fellows a little later this year. Okay, now if you're looking at someone, when you, when you say a practitioner, this could be anybody from uh, a local uh, counseling service, uh, a public agency, uh, maybe a school counselor. Is that, would that be correct to say that? Exactly. Um, yep, it could be anyone who works maybe in a nonprofit, in a government agency, in a school, um, in doing work around fatherhood or, or family strengthening, definitely. Okay, great. Now, is there, uh, is there anyone in particular we want to give credit to or mention uh, that has been a, a sort of a driving force with the, either the CFUF or the PLI? Sure. Our CEO, Joe Jones, helped us develop PLI, and um, he has a great vision for not only improving Baltimore, but helping to really give back to the field um, across the country through this. And we also want to thank our funders. Um, Sean Dove from the Open Society Foundation has really mm -hmm. helped us um, carve out this program, and we are also funded by the Office of Family Assistance, which is part of the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. Well, that's great. Well, well Jackie, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Um, is there anything that you might have on your notes somewhere scratched on your desk there that you might have missed? Anything else, any great tidbits we need to, uh, to get out there before we uh, sign off here? Um, nothing really. I just wanted to share um, a little bit more about the program, the types of training we do. So we really focus on um, things to improve capacity, such as social enterprise, return on investment, and thought leadership. I also okay. wanted to mention that your CEO, Carrie Casey, actually was involved last year at the graduation for the Academy. Um, he came and spoke about the Watchdogs program. So a lot of what we do is really focused on expanding the networks of practitioners and allowing them to connect with one another and also with field leaders like Carrie Casey and others like who do similar work around the country. Well, great. You know, Carrie's just a great guy to work for, and that's, uh, you know, he's just such an inspiration. You know, that's why I love being able to include his uh, daily message, and that is the daily message um, that we put out. That's you know, for today's message, it goes out to over 300 radio stations across the country. So we are wow, so glad that's amazing. To be, so, 
Well, uh, Jackie Roach from the Center for Urban Families and the Practitioner Leadership uh, Institute, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. And we will, uh, if you hold on, I'm going to uh, put you on with Chris, and uh, he's going to need to get some information from you. Great. All right. All right. Well, thanks once again for joining us at Watchdogs Radio. We have uh, coming up on Friday, September the 12th, we are going to be having a webinar with one of our partners, Volunteer Spot, and they are doing a special webinar specifically for us that is geared towards using Volunteer Spot for your local school. So that's a great opportunity to uh, be able to learn about how to use Volunteer Spot. You know, I had a chance to, uh, I'm back in as a top dog again. I started, I built my first schedule uh, last night for one of the watchdogs. And I tell you what, it's, uh, it's interesting, the, uh, the challenge that uh, that is and what it takes to do that. So we just uh, appreciate what you're doing across the country here. So once again, uh, join us next week. Next week, our guest will be Sean McComb, National Teacher of the Year. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.